everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks, episode 159, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, and yay! I put a ring in his nose and dragged him back here, Michael Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> Core Michael, esoteric astrologer extraordinaire, coming to us live from Santa Fe. Yay! Thank you so much for coming back. And, and, and I love your new purple beard. You are celebrating the yes. Uranus is part of and Taurus conjunct the eclipse show live coverage here. Ready for some new change in form, right? Right. Oh man. Yeah, I am too. I'm uh, I don't know, the hair's getting wilder or whatever. I, I'm not brave enough to do purple. Once I did like reddish, but um, like a pinky red a few years when it first entered Taurus and then I, I don't know I just went back to I'm like <gasps> the Leo in me it's like I have to be blonde but oh vanity vanity they have these really cool washes and conditioners now that do leave-in color so if you want to have something like just really subtle or just for like a couple of days oh okay I, do, I get this colored once a month and then I do these washes like every couple of days in between to kind of keep because it just washes out really quickly otherwise oh okay so there all right everybody fashion tips here celebrating Uranus and Taurus so if you want to be a little colorful and <laughs> a little... <laughs> well what I wanted to talk about today a few really this is going to be a juicy segment as it always is with Michael in the house um number one is um yeah, we're going to be talking about the eclipses, but what's really exciting is Michael came out with a new book and we're going to be talking about that. And, and it's very, very different from any astrology book you've seen. So I'm, I'm really jazzed to share that with you. It's called Astro Theater. And so we're going to be showing you that, talking about that and the eclipse and where the eclipse is going to be happening in the chart of the USA. So I'm going to be, we're going to have a, a really great uh, deep dive. So, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so eclipse, um, solar eclipse this saturday 10 degrees taurus a conjunct uranus pretty close four degrees away you know uranus wild enough to be <laughs> feeling those sparkles um so yeah i just want to hear you know what's your feel for this this is our first solar eclipse in right because last november we had the lunar in 27 taurus in November. And then, and so this will be our first Taurus solar eclipse. So wow. wow. Welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to the, whatever. Welcome to the new world, right? In a way. Taurus, I know it's funny because I think of Taurus and there's so many different layers of Taurus, right? You know, there has to do with, um, I think of it as kind of like that toddler phase, you know, you got that me, my, mine, itis sort of an energy, you know, it's really wants to claim things for itself. It's really loyal. Um, it, there's a little bit, can be a little bit of a hoarding energy. There can be some stubbornness. There can be um, beautiful. I also think of like, like papal bull, you know, like the, the orders that the Pope sets out, you know, it's like these things, you know, there's this power also in the way the bull and in esoteric astrology, they talk about the, the third eye of the bull or the singular eye of the bull, you know, those two horns coming together and making one focal point. So with Uranus in there, you know, we've been experiencing these new changes, right? You know, we're seeing these different things with AI, um, people marrying robots and cartoon characters and you know, <laughs> yeah. these are all new forms, right? You know, it's kind of like bringing in this new, the new Aquarian age. And then also we've got Pluto over there stationing retrograde just before the eclipse at the end of Capricorn. 
not necessarily in a trining aspect, but they're both the earth signs. So therefore they're trining by sign. Energy. So, you know, that's yeah. kind of lending to it. And Pluto's getting ready to go into Aquarius shortly. Right. So there's this right. thing of like, you know, what, do, you know, what do we need to change? Why are, you know, these earthly things that are going on? I also think of resources when I think of Taurus. And I was reading an article this morning on Elon Musk and, you know, buying the uh, buying Twitter. And now there are these individuals, it's the 0.0001% of the population who now have vast, amazing amounts of wealth compared to, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's not even, we're not even in competition anymore. So it's, it's very yeah. interesting to see what even, you know, all these things mean. So you know, what are we waking up to? Eclipses are like, wait, what are we, what were, what are we soaking in that we haven't been paying attention to, right? Like they say, um, we don't know who, in, who uh, discovered water, but it probably wasn't fish. You know, when we're sitting in our own perspective, we don't perceive things, you know, we're not aware of the air around us unless it's colder or warmer than us, you know, so there are all these little subtleties. So, you know, we habituate as human beings, we make things normal. And I think what really, what Uranus does and eclipses does is it kind of shakes the ox cart and it says, hey, are you sure this is, you know, is this the ox cart you want to use? You know, do you realize that, you know, the wheels are actually square, they aren't round, or they're made out of wood, they should be made out of rubber, you know, what kind of improvements need to be made, because Uranus is always about evolving and, and becoming something better. It's not just being a rebel for no purpose, unless it's really operating that lower, lower vibration. But it's like awakening, you know, waking us to it, these things. Right. And I also think of an eclipse being, um, you know, I love I love when um, it was in, in Schitt's Creek, uh, was it David, the character of David? And, you know, he, he would be appalled if something wasn't looking good or right. And he would just go like this with his hand. He's like, you know, this doesn't yeah. work. This doesn't. So that the eclipse is that's our that's the universe is saying, you know, this is this doesn't, not only does it not work, it's, it's long over, it's, in, everything has an expiration date, you know, it just has an expiration date, and it's like, you have to, and it's, you haven't wanted to look at that, ex, well, it's time to look in this area, when it comes to Taurus Scorpio, when it comes to food, and resources, and the things we value, it's time to look again, and, um, you know, if it weren't for, uh, I remember being in, 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 in the eighties, I was living in New York and, you know, we had the mid eighties, there were Taurus Scorpio eclipses and there was all this, of course that was Reagan era and it was a whole different ball game, right? You know, and the, the money system and the, there was that BCCI scandal and it took down like thousands of banks went out of business and it was that huge consolidation of wealth, you know, like you were talking about earlier before we got on that thing. And, um, and yet now it's just so different because you're honest in the mix. It's like, Mm -mm. right and so you're seeing things like florida's republican governor going after disney you know it's these things of like you know we're <laughs> the, the court you know this thing of like you know where the republicans have been so corporate for so long and now i mean it's been so weird the last few years right i mean the republicans are in bed with the russians they're doing all these things that like we were all trained the republicans don't ever do and you know and so here they are like now like trying to they're going to play hardball with their major employer in their state you know that's just going to encourage one of these other states which colorado and i think 
Carol, one of the Carolinas have already said, hey, if you don't like it in Florida, we'd be more than happy to have you in our state. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Even though Disney's getting all those great tax credits, you the amount of wealth that is being spent in Florida every year by those families staying in all those things, the airlines, the, you know, the taxes and everything being collected, that's an amazing boon to the state of Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. So yeah, so getting back to the eclipses, you know, this this expiry, this concept of the expiration date, like and um, and then and the whole feeling about Uranus of taking, you know, even if we know we have, you know, the astrologers know we astrol, you know, it's going to be, it is a wild ride. We've already been seeing the wild ride. I think about the forest fires and, and out west, and and you know the, the the detrimental effects of the earth that people are finally waking up. The levels of drought that Lake Mead, you know, that the bathtub ring. Oh my God! It's like it's almost yeah. It's really loud, and I I feel like on a on a collective level, this is um this is really um it's kind of scary. You know, yesterday I had an experience of this. I went to um, get my license renewed. I decided to go in person and and the person, they couldn't process it because the, the system went down and it was it, with the state. It wasn't anything to do with the local office. And so they're just uh, completely, um, you know, they, they just they couldn't do it. They tried IT and they called their IT and then the in-house in IT and this, that, and the other. And it was finally just, I just went home. Um, but I just, and then, but before I went home, I went to this other store and they were saying, oh, I'm sorry, right now for the last couple of hours, it's been cash only because it's, it's the whole town and the neighboring town. There was something, and it, it was jarring, you know, I had enough, cash to buy what I needed but it was just really I felt it was the universe in my face going okay you know welcome to the eclipse like and all these comforts and we are so dependent on technology and even the supermarket they were having problems I said did this start around two hours ago and they said yep and so uh mm, you know and think about that. Yeah, these are in the earth signs, right? And we live on the physical plane. So I mean make you know with Pluto doing that thing and then Uranus you know, this is this ongoing process. Unfortunately, it's beyond the square at this point for the Uranus Pluto. So it's, you know, kind of working in support, but it's also, you know, bringing back that energy from the mid 1960s again, you know, that is about, you know, shock and change, you know, like how are we going to evolve ourselves? How do we do it in a way that we support everyone? How do we do it in a way that isn't taking advantage of some people? I mean, the right. awareness that's happened in the last few years for so many things, you know, it's, you know, the, the sexism, the racism, you know, on all so many levels are being brought up into such an awareness. And now that we've got this all in our conscience, so how do we work this out in a way that works well? One of the things I always find, in, and I think this is so Taurus, um, Uranus and Taurus is 50% um, of the population are, fem are women. And how does it feel to be a woman when there are a lot of these things that are coming up with the, um, with um, transgender and everything, giving these kind of special rights where there are certain rights that women still don't even get to enjoy. Well, and then there's even that this backlash is really big with Florida and other states, you know, I, I want to say Kentucky or Tennessee, the governors. And I mean, they are, they are, um, I'll, I'll write to some LGBT friends and clients of mine. I'll say, you know, just don't, don't please, you know, Pluto and Capricorn, it's not going to survive. They can they can fight all they want, but it's a losing battle. It's like you know, and and this to to try to 
hold back this this tsunami, you know, good luck because it's it's just not going to happen. But it is it's always part of that. There's always that backlash, you know. It's right. part of that rhythm of life. But and especially, um, you know, and it's the thing that you know the Republican Party is a lot you know, about things not changing, about things, you know, kind of staying static. And, you know, and then the Democratic Party has kind of gone, you know, probably a little bit too far off to the left, you know, for most people. And so there's creating this whole, you know, creating more polarization as opposed to the fact that, you know, we're actually, for the most part, mostly all moderates. Yeah, the, the truth so, of the matter, yeah. Some but people I are socially <laughs> conservative and fiscally liberal and others are socially liberal and financially, uh, you know, Republican and sure, you know, it just, right. just really depends on it. But I think, you know, it's such a great opportunity. You know, what you said earlier too is really great with Scorpio and Taurus, you know, it is about our digestion. So this is like a great time for people like, what are your routines? What do you, you know, what do you need to do to take care of yourself? Are you feeding yourself the right diet? Are you watching the right TV shows? You know, are you, are you around the right kind of people? Taurus is about our, you know, really kind of the fundamental closest relationships, you know, that we really value. So, you know, so many of us, in our expression of who we are, have people around us who aren't really ideal for us, but we keep them around for reasons that probably aren't right. And so, you know, sometimes we have to just go like, hey, you know what? We don't really see eye to eye or you have a very different way of being. And you know what? You go and be yourself and I'll be myself and God bless you. You know, yeah. it's not anything about, you know, that's that it's bad and denigrated, but it's like, you know, not all of us are here to be around everyone. Not all, yeah, yeah. And just recognizing that and just allowing it and being accepting. I think that um, I'm going to pull up, by the way, let me pull up the USA. Um, Please, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pull this up here. The U Here's the USA chart for everybody um, with um, the transits. Well, here is the uh, transits for the solar eclipse. Here we have it in, um, let me see. This is whole, and so everybody, you know, I use whole sign houses. Yay. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, did I? Yeah, April. Oh, no, this is, um, let me pull up the um, lunar eclipse. Ding, da, da, ding. There we Here go. We go. Yeah, six. yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, it's the sixth and twelfth houses, and those are, those are tough houses. You know, those are um, where there's struggle, where there's, uh, you know, a loss. Twelfth house could be, you know, a loss and a south node in the twelfth house of the USA chart. Yeah, many, many levels. Yeah, the Pluto return, you got Saturn on, on the moon. Right, Saturn's great, yeah. Saturn's pretty much, you know, three degrees from the moon. So that's a lot about constriction and, but constriction to say, let's, you know, with Aquarius, it's like, we have to think about other people, people. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and what's nice is Saturn rules that Aquarius moon. So in a way it's not, while that moon would normally not really appreciate Saturn's presence with it being both an Aquarius, there can be a nice little kind of a framework and a guidance and an understanding and not necessarily the sense of it being absolutely restricting. Because that Aquarian moon's gonna have a bit of a restriction to it anyway, emotionally, right? It doesn't, it doesn't feel things, it thinks feelings. It's right, it thinks feelings. That's a good way to, and it, and it loves to, it, where do you, it finds comfort, it, you, the cell phone, your, your head is in the cell phone, unfortunately. Or analyzing, you know, reviewing something that's gone on and really thinking about it and analyzing what it is that didn't work as opposed to like, wow, you know what, I, my heart hurts or, you know, or that really like makes my stomach upset. That's not, it's usually for Aquarians, you know, they're a little more oriented in their head. Cerebral, yeah. And, uh, and here we've got, uh, you know, Sun, Moon, Taurus with that nice, you know, there, here's the stellium, 
in Pisces, you know, of course I get nervous, you know, I mean, even last year when I was looking ahead, I'm like, oh man, you know, that dark side of, um, you know, Jupiter and Pisces and Neptune, it's like, man, that could be genocide. And, you know, I didn't want to like talk about that back then, but then of course, what happens? Ukraine, you know, and, and now they're saying, well, we're, we're, they were thinking of annexing Moldova, the little tiny landlocked country. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, oh, it's just horrific. Um, but the other side of it is this grace and peace and compassion, you know, for, so this is that on the positive side, this is all, you know, beaming its beautiful sextile over this whole eclipse. So oh, we have friends looking out for us and they you may not see them <laughs> from these higher realms. This, this could be an overwash of transcendental consciousness that, that is, is part of this. You know, when I, when I look at this, Michael, this, this uh, Uranus conjunct, you know, with the sun, that's like, you know, our future selves, or you could say Kundalini awakening. You know, I think about enlightenment and self-realization and Kundalini awakening. So maybe it'll take having, unfortunately for, for some of us, it takes having a, a especially Americans, we're spoiled, you know, and it, sometimes it takes a catastrophic shakeup to like really align ourselves with our authentic selves. Right. And when I say that you're on a sun moon too, it's this wonderful unification of the individuated self in a holistic synthesized manner. That would be, to be honest, would be the highest expression of that. I, you know, I don't think, you know, that's not what 90% of the planet's going to do. Um, a lot of this, I mean, because in esoteric, you know, the Taurus Scorpio axis is fourth ray, which is called harmony through conflict. And as my Scorpio friend, Aaron Sullivan likes to say, um, Scorpio has to kind of get sick and tired of itself. You know, these are, these are drama signs. These are two <laughs> drama signs. You know, it's about relate Mars and Venus. It's about relationship, getting what you want and dealing with these things. And, you know, how do we compromise? You know, it's nice. We have this wonderful Pisces energy. You know, here's that Mars coming in. This is the ruler of Scorpio, you know, right on, you know, sextiling that sun moon. And saying, hey, you know what, how do we, you know, how do we guide ourselves? And Mars and Pisces isn't ideal. You know, it's not a, um, it doesn't, it's like, you know, how do you, how do you push yourself forward in a direct manner when you're completely underwater? It's not easy unless you're really as astute at it. So it requires a little bit more of an intuitive understanding and letting go of maybe that pushing mind and allowing more of that intuitive sense within oneself to come forward. You know, thinking of fundamental. Sorry. Oh, you remember? You know how people have bracelets to say like WWJD, like what would Jesus do or what would Buddha oh, do? I'm thinking right. of like Mars and Pisces, like what would a mermaid do? You know, like, right. like you know, just just swim with it, roll with it, right? Exactly. Don't stop fighting. You know, fighting in the water is not a good plan. Because yeah, I mean, at, at its root, Taurus actually loves things to be nice, you know, kind of nice and simple and easy and comfortable, comfortable. and luxurious good food, good company, nice clothing, nice things to sit on. And, you know, with Uranus there, it's like, you know, things aren't, you know, things aren't all that comfy. You know, you, you go to sit on your sofa that you really love and the, one of the legs pops off. Right. <laughs> it's saying, oh, it's time to buy a sofa, a, a sofa that's been responsibly sourced, you know, or right. fair that's, trade. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. And, and with diet too, if you think about sixth house, like health and diet, and uh, I, I just see this as 
a major turning point for, uh, we've already seen so much about like the vegan revolution and the vegan products and food products is, is now this billion dollar industry. You know, it's been growing for the last, you know, decade, but um, there could be a whole nother uh, change point here for that with, um, unfortunately the AI aspect of, you know, they have this lab, it's really creepy. They have this lab grown meat now. You've probably heard about that. They're like, we don't need animals to have meat anymore. We could just grow it in a lab. And it is very, very sci-fi scary. But the other side of it is, hey, maybe, you know, don't harm the animals. Think about the collective instead of just your comfort zone. Think, what about the earth's comfort zone? Do you think it's good for the earth to be, you know, you're deforesting the earth with burning down the rainforest so you could um, graze cattle for meat, for meat eating, which isn't really good. It's not good. There's a no, it's, it's a lose-lose for the planet, for people's health. And now I feel like this is a place where things could really change and maybe people would wake up and see. And I think we already are waking up and seeing, look at the toll we've, you know, put on the earth with with all the, uh, you know, the forest fires and mother nature is, you know, screaming and crying right now. It's like, ugh. And the six houses are, you know, is our daily routine. So, you know, this is like shaking up our daily routines. You know, those of us who go to the grocery store and are used to seeing like 15 versions of something, it's not there anymore. I mean, we're not, I think the golden age of abundance has passed. Yeah. I think our ability to basically go into a store as an American and get kind of anything you want is now, you know, that that is not going to be what we're going to be experiencing going forward. I think, you know, even though, you know, we've been working towards making food stuffs, you know, Monsanto has been doing their Franken foods and other things to try and make it easy for us to be feeding people around the world consistently year round. The process of that, you know, it's, it reminds me a lot of Atlantis in a way, you know, this manipulating of DNA and these small, in these small bits of uh, what create the universe in such a way that we think that we're act, you know, we're kind of started acting like gods again. And it's, you know, I don't, I yeah. don't know. You don't play with, I, and you know, I also speaking of acting like God, I just read that the large Hadron Collider is back. It's they're ramping it back up again, that apparently they took it offline. So for those of you who aren't familiar, LHC or large Hadron Collider is this month, literally a monstrosity thing, which like it splits atoms and, I don't know, dark matter, all this hugely talk about Atlantis all yeah. over again, right? The yeah. abuse of technology and power, but it's in a little village in Switzerland under the ground. And there's actually a, a, a smaller one in, did you know there's one in Chicago as well? No. Yeah. But, you and, know, that's one of those things like when they said, you know, they were like, oh, well, we don't know really what's going to happen when we when we turn this thing on. I mean, that's like kind of like these things like, you know, are you creating a wormhole? Are you... You know, creating, yeah. are we it, now creating, now we are, are we now like in an alternate reality? I mean, who knows what these things are creating when you start changing at that level, that molecular level? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I think of like Mickey Mouse and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, and now it's this runaway thing, and you know, and the GMO mosquitoes are like, oh, well, these mosquitoes were, were just modify mosquitoes. So then what? They don't bite people or it, it's just, yeah, it's getting that LHC. I was not happy to see that. And I'm like, oh, there's the club season. Here comes the LHC again. And you know, what's really freaky is the guy that um, invented the internet, Tim Berners-Lee. He worked for CERN, that which is the, you know, C-E-R-N is the, um, the people who put that thing on. So it's just a strange little <laughs> configuration of 
yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, AI and overstepping, uh, playing God, overstepping, uh, you know, where th there is no rule book of morals. It's, it's such a it's such a movable sliding scale there. And that's, that's the tricky point. And I think we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of this, um, all of these ideas being flushed up right now with, with this um, solar eclipse. I don't know. It, it seems to me, and I haven't studied deeply the one yet in the end of the year, solar eclipse in Scorpio, but that'll be a South node, of course. And, um, and I just feel like, uh, you know, um, but this one, I, I think the, because the, the presence of Uranus right there with the eclipse is just uh, such a game changer. I completely agree. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's these next, and it's, and you know, the truth is, it's not just, it's, it's the next few years are not going to be easy. You know what, too, um, I don't know if you've, um, I don't know if you've seen um, uh, Biden's chart. But I, his, he's got a 12th house sun, a, a bunch of planets in. Um, Scorpio. In, yeah. In Scorpio. He's a Sag rising. Yeah, my, my Sag rising is at, at 11.09. So, I mean, I'm kind of aligned with the U.S. Sibley chart. Right. Yeah. And well, Biden here, is too. Yeah. Here's Biden's chart. But if you pull a chart, if you pulled the chart for every single president who's been in the United States, they all have significant alignment. There's always significant alignments with the birth chart of the United States. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George, George Bush's the second George Bush, the son, he was, um, his son was like um, a conjunct the U S son, you know, cause he was born like July 5th. So yeah, everybody does. Well, here's um, yeah. So here's, this is Joe Biden's chart. And you know, that that's a little concerning to me. You know, you get this south node conjunct as Mercury in the mix. I don't know if you've seen that, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember when you know he got elected. A lot of people were like, they didn't really see him possibly making it through his first term. Yeah, yeah. and here's here's the um, the it's on his um, sun which is the leader of the country. I mean, this is not the USA chart, but he, he is the leader and there's the sun, the moon and the sun and, and uh, Venus. I wish I could make this bigger, but it doesn't allow me to expand it. Um, actually, I could make it a little bigger if that can That's fine. That's see it better. And Harris too, Harris has some, um, Kamala Harris has some uh, 12th house, sixth house, 12th house action. So yeah, this is definitely a, a changing point and um if if not physical then just some kind of maybe his his um you know with, when you think about mercury with that uh you know sun and mercury and it, it could just be about um beliefs or you know his his um it could it could just be a deep process for him something on a you know if you look at it at, like esoterically i wonder like how would you look at this esoterically for for somebody like biden so well esoterically i mean for the sun yeah i mean with the mercury there in scorpio cuz scorpio is ruled by um 
Mars on oh both the esoteric and the traditional level. So, I mean, in that sense, it's really great because, and with it being the, the hard part is it's, it's the 12th house. And so with it being the 12th house, it's like, you know, how do you shine out in a way that, you know, people take you seriously? I mean, I think the sad part, what I see a lot of it is I think there's a lot of people who kind of see him as a little bit of a joke, especially the younger generations. You know, and so I don't, I don't think they see that force and what he brings. Um, and with whenever you see anyone with all this twelfth house stuff, you know, a lot of it's just behind the scenes. And I mean, he's he's so well connected. He's such a politician, right? You know, Power broker behind the scenes, yeah. And it also could reflect too. He's had an enormous amount of tragedy and loss, with the twelfth house being loss, with um, with you know his wife dying and his infant daughter in the car crash, and then his son dying of cancer, and you know so. Yeah, I mean, that he's certainly been, you can see it astrologically, you know, he's been through a hell of a ride as he moved through the corridors of power in all his decades, he did face enormous tragedy. Um, so yeah, it's- um, And he's got, and then he's got, and then it's kind of mirrored again. He's got that vertex in the eighth house with Jupiter, you know, not too far off. So, I mean, there's something, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, He's a lot more sensitive than he leads than you believe. Yeah. You know, even though he's got that Saturn Uranus, you know, can can you know with his descendant. I mean, there's there's Maverick energy right there, the Saturn Uranus, and there's Aquarian the Aquarian rulers on his descendant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really true. I mean, his you know he he is a humanitarian and he does believe in equality. You know, those would be the things I would say between Gemini and Aquarius together are really crucial for him. And those are in conjunct his you know the Scorpio planets. Right, in conjunct, right? The blind yeah, spot can't yeah. be seen. So it's yeah. like he sits there, you know, like I think some of the things like he'll say things and it's good. He's kind of learning, like he says things and he says, well, that's not my, that's my opinion and not my political statement, you know? And I, and I like that different, I mean, that's a really good, that's a Gemini statesman's, that's Gemini Saturn. I think right there is like, please understand, you know, I'm allowed to have my personal opinions, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> On a separate track from yeah. the cup, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, well, anyhow, yeah. So there was our little gander through the uh, the political landscape. But anyway, but so. So I'd say, like, for people out there who are listening, you know, um, the best things to do for yourself during for this weekend is, you know, I think I, I I'm a big list maker. You know, write a list of like the things that are working in your life and the things that aren't. Um, look at your diet. What do you need to maybe make adjustments? What are things that you can do that you can start making? You know, you might have an idea of some big changes you want to make. The big changes happen a lot easier when you start making smaller steps. So like, what can I do today that's sustainable that I can actually keep doing? Because a lot of times, you know, it's like what we do January 1st, right? We make, oh, I'm going to make these New Year's resolutions. Well, they're so big and overarching, you know, by the time you get to January 31st, you've forgotten them all because like, well, there's no way I'm going to get them. So like, you know, Taurus is also, you know, it's, it's like kind of like little pieces, you know, what I like to say about with my Taurus friends is like, you want something from them, you just put a little bit of hay in front of them and you step back quietly. You, you know, a little you, you have to give them a little treat of some kind and make them happy and then and then but and move back. You know, if you ever worked with animals, you don't come up to an animal asking for it. You step back asking for it and then it'll come to you. You create a vacuum. Oh, interesting. OK, yeah, that's good advice, especially with it with the Taurus eclipse. It's got to be comfort food. <laughs> and I, I see, too, the Uranus conjunction is like, oh, it's OK to OK, we, we understand comfort food. But how about having it be healthy comfort food like Right. You know, it could be vegan non-GMO and, you know, so let's- Or let's organic Dorito chips. That's what it organic, might be. Organic, yeah, make it organic and free, <laughs> non-GMO, you know, and then, 
And, and so we're not trying to take away your comfort, although you have to, you know, when you think about when Uranus went into um, the sign of zero degrees of Taurus, that was the day after was the Kilauea eruption. And just like in Taurus fashion, it was a slow plotting. When Uranus went into uh, Aries, we had the explosion of the, um, the BP oil rig exploding in the Gulf. So there was ocean into water, fire, and it was this boom, over and done. But, but the Taurus energy of that plotting, that, that going on for months and months, that lava flow. So it was the three months. It didn't stop for three months. So I think maybe we, we could be seeing these interruptions in our comfort zones in our food supply that are this slow plotting, which requires out of the box thinking, Uranian energy, you know, what, how are we gonna improvise? How, how can we, uh, you know, work with this and, and, and keep honoring the earth and, you know, keep waking up. I know one simple thing we could all do is like turn the dang lights off. I'm always, I can't stand when people are in rooms and there's nobody in that room and the light is on. It's like, what a waste. And the other day I just read that the 83% um, of the world's population is dealing with light pollution. Light pollution, 83% of the earth. You see those maps from outer space, it's horrendous. Europe yeah, is like one block. Here in Santa Fe, it's one of those things where they worked on the night sky for that reason. It's, but it's like, but it's also, I think, there's that inherent thing where people are, are also kind of like lonely, you know? And I think light gives people, you know, or the people who leave the television on all the time in the background, which, oh my God, please don't do that. Please don't, you know, because especially when you go to sleep, I mean, because you don't know what's playing at the time and it'll be, it's programming you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's nasty. Yeah. yeah. Unplug it. Like, like literally I unplug my internet cord when I go to sleep, I, I, I take them out of the wall. You know, it's just, yeah. And I, I sleep, oh, when I started doing that several years ago, I did it a few, several years ago. And I'm telling you my sleep pattern, boom, I always was a good sleeper, but boy, it just, the quality of my sleep immediately, you'll see an immediate change. So trying to work your way off the grid and take, not taking these things for granted and like, think about it, you know, unplug that dang thing. You know, so hey, can yeah. We, can we pause just for one second? Can you pause sure, absolutely. You just need to check Okay, so I know you're looking like, what happened to Michael? Wait a minute, that looks changed. <laughs> he just changed rooms. And we were just remarking how this is um, exactly how, um, this is like live coverage of the eclipse, you know, a disruption in our routine and but we're just going with the flow. So, and this is Lily. It's Lily. With a her, special guest. Her little, uh, the Leo rising, Mars on Mars and Taurus on her midheaven. Oh, sweet girl, look at her. She's awesome. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I want to talk about your book. This is such, sure. I love this book. Um, Astrological Mavericks is so, I love that one. We, we, if you haven't already go back to the, um, I will put it in the comment in the, in the uh, link below to go to that. Um, it's a wonderful book, a really great resource book for understanding um, archetypes in our own chart and what it takes to change the world. Astrological Mavericks, what it takes to change the world. So I will put that in. But I also I'm going to talk today about this new book of Michael's. And let me pull that up. Get that done. Here it is. And this is called Astro Theater, a revolutionary approach to the ancient art of astrology. And um, I lo look at this non-binary goddess with, it looks like a Taurus headdress with a little, the moon and the, the sun and the moon. So this book, so 
what tell tell us about this revolutionary approach and and why did you what what called you to write this sure so years ago um i learned with an astrologer here in town called tom brady not the football tom brady but tom brady the astrologer here in santa fe and years ago he and barbara Shermer did a workshop here in santa fe called um astro astro drama and they like set up a tent and they had a bunch of people who acted you'd give your birth chart to, to them and they and then they would have a whole group on the on the stage act out your chart which i thought was really exciting you see a lot more of it now jason holly does a lot of it a lot of other astrologers are doing it but i thought oh wouldn't it be great if we could for someone who doesn't maybe have those friends or lives really remotely and wants to learn about astrology and see it visually you know how can they do it so i worked with a couple of different friends and these were all the images were hand painted um, by a friend of mine, Christine Chianchi in San Francisco uh, in oil and plastic. And then, um, so we have them as just to figure themselves act. So the planets are actors. So each one of the planets is an actor and then they wear different costumes and have different tools based on the sign in which they reside. Mm. So it just kind of just shifts a little bit of it. So the costume is basically the same for each one for the sign, but they're like slightly different variations. So like the one, like the front cover, that's the uh, an Aquarian moon. So you know, yes. it's got like a little, the flower thing carrying forward and letting it forward. And it's got kind of like that, you know, we wanted to kind of like a steampunky kind of a look for it. So you kind of like look at it very much, you know, almost a little bit Monty Python-ish in a way, you know, kind of got a fun little way about Monty it. So. Yeah, it is kind of a Monty Python. So that's, yeah, there it is, the Aquarian with the water, the, and it's a vase of flowers. Yeah, the new, awesome. you know, and then wearing, you know, leather, leather knee-high boots with a skirt and, you know, just, you know, being just fun and usual, you know, it's like with me with my beard, you know, like just being out there a little bit, having some fun, being, a, you know, different in the expression of oneself. So um, years ago, as I was telling you before, and I have an article on my website at cornmichael.com that I wrote that kind of spurred all this on is years ago, I was reading through the encyclopedia and I came across a thing on stained glass and I was like oh interesting and I had like this little vision I was down in the workshop and doing something I said oh maybe I have a past life doing stained glass well fast forward like a year or so later and I went and had a reading from a psychic and she said oh you know you had this very interesting lifetime where you did stained glass and I was like well what are the chances of that you know when you have a past life reading you know if you, if you don't believe in past lives you know you figure they're going to tell you oh well you were a warrior you were a priest or you were a king or you were a queen you know something but who's going to say stained glass? Yeah. <laughs> so I love positive. it. So the first thing it helped me with is right off the bat, I knew there's um, no such thing that past lives existed was one thing. And then secondarily, it's this idea of capturing and using imagery as a way to explain things. And like a picture speaks a thousand words, you know, or like with stained glass was the main reason for a lot of them was to show the metaphors and the allegories in a way that um non-literate people could understand right right so my goal with this was like you know people who don't understand astrology would be able to look at it and everyone understands imagery and they go like oh i get that part i get that part and also there's something about when we say things to people depending on their defensive structure they will hear or they won't hear what we say but we mm -hmm. don't kind of have that thing when it comes to imagery imagery kind of goes in in a Bypasses. different way in our brain yeah yeah so those are the main reasons for it. And then each one has like a little three word, there's images of each. And then there's just like a little three word saying. There's also, if you want, you can go on to um, the app store for Matt, for Apple and, and it has a little app and it's 99 cents. And you can kind of, it has like a thing you can do it as a, um, what do they call it? Like Oracle cards where you could press like a random set 
and it's really fun. Or you can do the one that um, where you pick up each one and you can look at them. And friends of mine who are familiar with astrology have done it and they'll look at each one of their plans like, oh my God, I didn't, that's right. I, I didn't kind of think about that part of it, you know, in themselves in that way. So it kind of helps them recognize some things in a different way. Yeah, I know it's true because you could be studying. I mean, obviously, astrology is this lifelong study, right? It never ends. And it, and sometimes even the simplest things, I know my teacher in Hellenistic astrology, Achuta Baba, he would tell us, you know, you can never, what do you say? You can never spend too much time on the basics. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, even somebody's been around it for years, you just, something clicks and you're like, you know, I never saw my son that way. That's really cool. And then you go down that rabbit hole and it's like a whole nother, all these revelations. So yeah, it's a, it's easy. It's fun. It's whether you run around it a lot and you, and, and the visual, I love the fact that everything is just so visual. And when I first started my practice, I got this message from spirit to make, make uh, astrology more experiential and, and kind of, you know, marrying the two. And, and, and they, and I got this message. It was a very deep rabbit hole, what, what you're going into, but I, I feel like you're on the same, like no pun intended, you're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this and well, it's uh, kind of funny you know like, we're you know and I, I think when you and I were talking about earlier or, or might have been in the beginning of the conversation you've had you know I've had you know I've been talking for a bit today but um you know the idea of you know fish not discovering water because they're in it you know like these things sometimes like we're so in it and it's so nice to do something that kind of pulls us out of ourselves and I think that's what the air signs are really great at is like pulling us out of our consciousness in a way to go like oh perspective you know I always think of Aquarius as having like a little bit of a periscope that can right. go up out of its head and like kind of look picture. around a little bit and go like what is, what's the truth here you know yeah that's true a little periscope you could have put the periscope on her <laughs> but no, I think you did a great job of showing Aquarian the, the astro drama I I feel I'm really feeling guided to use that book of uh, when I, I'm going to be doing this little mini course in in June and um just the basics but again it's because people, several people have asked me to please, you know, can you teach? And so, um, but for me, it has to be fun, you know? And so it's simple and easy and it's a way to jump on and really, and, and I feel like that book will help people. So I'm gonna, all right, everybody, you hear that it's on the reading list <laughs> it's on the, to, uh, to catch it. just to let you know, in addition to the signs and the planets, the, the last part are the houses. So they're basically, because the idea originally was to be, and I, one of these days I'd love to find someone who'll do it to program it so it could actually be like an app that you could like plug in your birth information and then you see the planets swirling around in the sky and then they become embodied going into a dressing room and then they come out wearing the clothing that they're supposed to for their sign and then you can see the reactions and the relationships because for you and I as whole sign people it makes perfect sense you know like if someone comes into the room they're part of the conversation right right Right. And that's what's kind of neat with it is like when you think when you see all these images together, it also gives you a sense like when I saw all the images together, because you know, sometimes it's nice to, to lay out a chart and do it, put the images together. And what I found when I did that is that um, like stelliums, you can kind of see how that can be almost like a football team coming at you or a full time football team inside you that just has like this force that goes along, you know, and, like you can't really stop because there's some, you know, it's like what do you call so it? all the horses many... are going forward, you know? Right. This huge entourage, you know, is, is coming along for the ride. It gives, you know, there's one way to look at it with the chart, you know, which is fine with the, with the two-dimensional circle. But like there's something about when you add the visuals and the figures and the way they look at one another and, and you kind of go like, oh, I can kind of get the new, you know, more of the nuances that way. And then be able to see, to, 
then hopefully be able to have some sort of an ob observational objective neutral viewing of oneself to be able to adjust and make changes like what we need with the eclipse and Uranus here. Yeah, I like that. That is, it is indeed revolutionary. <laughs> what a concept, just in time for our Uranus eclipses, you know, perfect timing, right? Exactly. They call us. And, and um, if you want to do some sort of a raffle or something at some point, I'd be happy to offer um, a signed book or if you, when you go to oh, a signed book. Do your class, I'd be happy to do some signed editions for you. So oh, thank you. that helps. I'd be happy and, and personalized to whoever it is for, as well as for you, if you like. So. Oh, I'm that's so, so, thank you. That's so kind. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's I'm like, oh my God, you know, me, the Leo, like I ain't doing nothing unless I'm having fun. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's what's so fun about this area too, because it's and that's what I like about the Astro Theater is because it should be fun. It's like how to be playful, how to be silly about it, because then it, it operates a whole different part of our brain and it doesn't have, you know, it's life. It is life. It's yeah. As serious and intense as we want it to be. Right. <laughs> Do you want it to be a horror story, a comedy, a right. or, or a documentary? <laughs> oh, or a biopic or what have you. Cool. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's beautiful. And yes, I do take you up on your offer. And uh, so, yeah. Well, there you go, folks. That there's our episode. I'm so appreciative of you joining us. Always an honor, Michael. Bless you. So great to see you and connect with you so much, Ileana. And look forward to hearing more about for the class. And congratulations, your your podcasts are doing so fantastic. And it's just so nice to be popping in here and there and seeing the advancement of the beautiful message you're providing to the universe. So thank you. Oh, thanks. That's sweet of you. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Well, that was episode 159 and uh, we have more, um, more coming, especially because it is eclipse season is the Super Bowl for astrology twice a year. So yeah. So, all right. Keep stay tuned with us and uh, we will see you next time. In, in the meantime, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste. Namaste. Bless you all.